Binge listening to the Bill and Diane show? Come on. You gotta be kidding me. Dale, be careful. Moderation in all things, including moderation. Don't overindulge in the Bill and Diane show. It could be hazardous to your health. You left out the cheese sliding off of the cracker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too much Bill and Diane. Well, you asked me a question and I responded to it, which was what, what it would happen. The cheese starts to slip off the cracker. It's 7.46 a.m. Saturday, September the 8th, 2018. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane show. <laughs> and other festivities. Well, actually, what happened... <laughs> We were just talking for about 10 minutes, and then I realized that we weren't recording. It's always so fun when that happens, because it gives you this this infusion of uh, futility. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. <laughs> that is so formative and, and nourishing. Ah, ham and eggs. And, uh, but then you, it really and, lightens up beer. And I wanted to, to have it recorded that you said, for those of us who could still eat cheese. For those of us who could still eat cheese, yeah. Yeah, and now was, it just isn't the same. It isn't the same. None of it's the same, man. <laughs> we have to come up with new things now. You can't you can't recapture something that <laughs> that has already flowed by in this in the realm of time. Something like that, yeah. Been thrown in the river and all already is way, way down the line. That's right. That's right. But it has been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, has it not Diane? Over to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we've got, we've got. I'm a, going to reiterate oh. all the things I just said well, see, because see, it's Diane the truth. can do this. She can actually repeat exactly verbatim what she said moments ago because she's got that kind of mind. <laughs> right. So pay attention, people. Right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Take it back. Give it back. It's September, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love when we slide out of August into September. Always have, ever since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I really, I've always been a person who likes school. Yeah. And so the whole going back to school thing was very exciting to me. Yep. Fact is, I said that I just had this blast from the past just show up in my head about you know putting on this particular outfit that I loved when I was a kid, um, and I had a little when I was in junior high. I had a the equivalent of a briefcase, you know. I had a briefcase with, with my with my pens and pencils and notebook paper. Yeah. Yeah, it was exciting. The smell of a new binder and, you know, things like that. So September, man, it was always exciting for me. But it's even more exciting as I've gotten older because because I feel like it cools down. I, I don't know why, but it seems like every wonderful thing happens to me in the months of September and October. Hmm. I've always really loved those months. Well, we do have quite a, uh, our calendar is quite, uh, you know, we got some stuff coming up. We've got some stuff coming up. Yeah. And the most exciting of the impending things is for next weekend when we go out to Vashon Island. Yeah. When I left pharmacology, the graduate students of pharmacology were generous enough. I mean, 
kind of over the top generous and uh, knew me well enough to give me a gift certificate to spend a couple of nights at a really posh place on fashion. Is it posh? It is posh. Do I have to get new clothes? No. Okay. But it's, uh, from the looks of it, it's pretty posh for for Vashon Island, too. And uh, I've had this this gift certificate for almost a year, (laughs) and because they gave it to me in October of last year, but decided to use it uh, next weekend, and we're going to go out and visit with... Cat, my darling cat. Cat and John. Cat and John. And cat dear and John. Cat John. And and also, other beloved and admired friends of mine. I, some of the the people that I know out there are, some of the best people in the world to me. The best people in the world. Yeah. Now, are we talking evolutionarily? Are we talking uh, intellectually? Are we talking about the whole package? Pardon me, I'm having a drink of coffee. Are we talking spiritually? Are we? You, know, <laughs> you boy. The whole we, package. The whole package. It's good coffee. Yeah. Wow. These are high-functioning people. <laughs> I just love these people. <laughs> They do have good vibes out there, don't they? They do. It's some of the best vibes in the it's world. It's like everything is magnetized to this yeah, to this precious island That's true. to me. That's so true. many of the people I admire and and uh, I just love fashion. There's groovy people out there, man. And it's I gonna have... be it's gonna be high, we're gonna be under a lot of pressure to be to bring our A game, our A groovy <laughs> game. We're going to have to be more groovy than we usually are, don't you think, Diane, to keep up with those people? God, i, I think, got to start working out. I think out. our <sighs> own little groove will do. Yeah? I don't know, man. Anyway. That's, that's a lot of pressure. But we'll be having <laughs> lots of time out there, which is something I've wanted for, uh, for quite yeah, a while. I moved my doctor appointment on Tuesday because I didn't want... I wasn't sure we'd be back, what time we'd be back, and I didn't want to have to be back at a particular time, so I yeah. moved my doctor appointment to Friday. So anyway, I've been looking forward to that immensely. Yeah, yeah so I'm going to be getting back into the recording studio to continue working on this project before it becomes a albatross around my neck, and uh, so that's good. Yeah, lots of fun things happening. Yeah. And then you're going to have a couple of concerts. A couple of concerts and... coming up. Bada boom, bada bing. Yeah. Monday, I've got three doctor appointments. All in one day. <laughs> it's be great. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a good time. Do you like your doctors? I like my doctors. Well, i go got to go in for an ultrasound. That, you know. And then I'm going to a new place that my doctor has referred me to. Yeah. Yeah. And then I get to go see my doctor. So I'm glad when Alexandra comes at the end of a line of other things so that I can debrief because she has a great uh, ability to calm me down, you know. So that's good. Other than that, um, my week has been spent the way I think everybody else's week has been spent. I've just been in a dizzying... Buffeted by the willy-nilly winds of geopolitical... uh, Yeah. And... Because of what was going on this week, I need not remind anybody what is going on. Everybody knows. Unless in some future time people uh, 
Yeah, if someone two years from now is binge listening to a bunch of yeah. Bill and Diane shows, they may not get the They'll, They might the say, what the heck context. was happening during that time? But well, let them do the research. Then. Well, I, don't I think, think I don't, that they do. I don't think we I should. I think they would have yeah, to. I don't think we should be commenting but directly on specific events. I, uh, it's funny. I, I had a friend one time tell me that she was amazed that I remembered things that I had read, that I would actually pull them out of my my brain at the right times but for some reason i always remember i've been amazed by that too yeah well i it's just like i i have this little library file (laughs) in my head and i say hmm i would like to reread this particular thing because it had some things to say about what's going on and uh there's an article written by rebecca solnit who's an author that i admire greatly i've read uh her wonderful book the far away nearby we i've actually even quoted it in in the bill and diane show before because it's a marvelous piece of writing and she wrote this article called the loneliness of donald trump and i read it it was i think it came out in november of last year and i thought it was superlatively wonderful (laughs) and um so i pulled it out during this time because i remembered some of the the conversation that she was having with her reader and i wanted to have that conversation with her again in my head and um so i'm going to have bill read a passage from the from the article i just think it's uh so important for us all to remember that we are all mirrors for each other and that we help each other. I love the idea that we help each other be good by what we reflect back to each other. I've often run across men, and rarely but not never, women, who have become so powerful in their lives that there is no one to tell them when they are cruel, wrong, foolish, absurd, repugnant. In the end, there is no one else in their world. Because when you are not willing to hear how others feel, what others need, when you do not care, you are not willing to acknowledge others' existence. That's how it's lonely at the top. It is as if these petty tyrants live in a world without honest mirrors, without others, without gravity, and they are buffered from the consequences of their failures. They were careless people. F. Scott Fitzgerald wrote of the rich couple at the heart of the great Gatsby. They smashed up things and creatures and then retreated back into their money or their vast carelessness or whatever it was that kept them together and let other people clean up the mess they had made. Some of us are surrounded by destructive people who tell us we're worthless when we're endlessly valuable, that we're stupid when we're smart, that we're failing even when we succeed. But the opposite of people who drag you down isn't people who build you up and butter you up. It's equals who are generous but keep you accountable. True mirrors who reflect back who you are and what you are doing. We keep each other honest. We keep each other good with our feedback, our intolerance of meanness and falsehood, our demands that the people we are with listen, respect, respond, if we are allowed to, if we are free and valued ourselves. There is a democracy of social discourse in which we are reminded that as we are beset with desires and fears and feelings, so are others. 
There was an old woman in Occupy Wall Street I always go back to who said, we're fighting for a society in which everyone is important. That's what a democracy of mind and heart, as well as economy and polity, would look like. This year, Hannah Arendt is alarmingly relevant, and her books are selling well, particularly on the origins of totalitarianism. She's been the subject of an extraordinary essay in the Los Angeles Review of Books and a conversation between scholar Lindsay Stonebridge and Krista Tippett on the radio show On Being. Stonebridge notes that Arendt advocated for the importance of an inner dialogue with oneself, for a critical splitting in which you interrogate yourself. People who can do that can actually then move to having conversations with other people and then judging with other people. And what she called the banality of evil was the inability to hear another voice, the inability to have a dialogue either with oneself or the imagination to have a dialogue with the world, the moral world. Some use their power to silence that and live in the void of their own increasingly deteriorating off-course sense of self and meaning. It's like going mad on a desert island, only with sycophants and room service. It's like having a compliant compass that agrees north is whatever you want it to be. The tyrant of a family, the tyrant of a little business or a huge enterprise, the tyrant of a nation. Power corrupts, and absolute power often corrupts the awareness of those who possess it or reduces it. Narcissists, sociopaths, and egomaniacs are people for whom others don't exist. We gain awareness of ourselves and others from setbacks and difficulties. We get used to a world that is not always about us, and those who do not have to cope with that are brittle, weak, unable to endure contradiction, convinced of the necessity of always having one's own way. The rich kids I met in college were flailing as though they wanted to find walls around them, leapt as though they wanted there to be gravity and to hit ground, even bottom. But parents and privilege kept throwing out safety nets and buffers, kept padding the walls and picking up the pieces so that all their acts were meaningless, literally inconsequential. They floated like astronauts in outer space. Equality keeps us honest. Our peers tell us who we are and how we are doing providing that service in personal life that a free press does in a functioning society. Inequality creates liars and delusion. The powerless need to dissemble. That's how slaves, servants, and women got the reputation of being liars, and the powerful grow stupid on the lies they require from their subordinates and on the lack of need to know about others who are nobody, who don't count, who've been silenced or trained to please. That is why I always pair privilege with obliviousness. Obliviousness is privilege's form of deprivation. When you don't hear others, you don't imagine them, they become unreal, and you are left in the wasteland of a world with only yourself in it. And that surely makes you starving, though you know not for what. If you have ceased to imagine others exist in any true deep way that matters. This is about a need for which we hardly have language, or at least not a familiar conversation. Well, I like the article because it brings more of an eternal focus to something that is temporal now. These events in history have always gone on. And one of the things I like about mythology and fairy tales and uh, more the imaginary world is that it helps inform your temporal world about things that are ideas that are eternal 
and true. So while we are in this temporal plane and watching all this drama unfold in front of us, I think it really helps to remember the eternal truths. And I feel like Rebecca Solnit shares eternal truths, and I really appreciated reading that during a time when the temporal sometimes gets me down, yeah, you know. I definitely agree with that. Because I, I think back on it, all of history, man, if you just look back at history at different times, it's it's like this, you know. There's something going on that's <coughs> like this. I was, I was talking to uh, a friend this week, and she was saying, you know, my my two daughters just uh, started in middle school and I'm, I was just thinking how wonderful it was and then she said, but you know the thing that makes me feel so bad is I feel like all I'm doing lately is listening to the news and my daughters, when they're grown up, all they'll remember is me listening to the news and being fretting about the news. And I said, you know what? I remember my mom and dad listening to the news and fretting about the news because when I was when I was young, the things that were happening were assassinations of presidents Vietnam. and Martin Luther King and Vietnam, Vietnam and the civil uh, civil rights movement uh, that was full of violence and fear. And uh, it just was, I remember that. So I think it's always something in the temporal mode is going on like this just depends on what the event is and that we are meant to take something more eternal out of it that's my own that's the way i keep heart in a yeah, lot of ways. i wish i wish i knew more people who could take that macro cosmic view of things um, so vashon island is a place where that's where that's what it's all about and uh I don't know, maybe Vashon will become one of those islands of, of where the fire is kept going, you know, in a dark time. Well, it's funny, I always think of, of Vashon almost like Avalon. <laughs> anyway, sort of a, a place that can be shrouded by mist from the outside world, but I'm sure that they don't feel that's true. Well, there's something about an island uh, that is... You know, not connected by a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it fosters a different kind of mindset, I think, I'm sure, for people. In preliminary to visiting Cat, my darling Cat and John, uh, we are going to play a song from Cat's album, The Only Word. <laughs> I actually was playing this for you last weekend because... Uh, I love the we we were talking about how to produce some of your songs, so, you know, different instrumentation and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and I use this as an example of of instrumentation that I really loved in a song. But as I was listening to it, I just thought, man, this is such a powerful song. And Cat, I don't think I've ever seen Cat perform it live, but I think it's one of those gems that's tucked in on that album that um, the album itself has so many incredible points of light in it 
that uh, sometimes you just have to take out one to to, <laughs> to see it individually to see it individually yeah. rather than just hearing it as the the uh, ride of a gorgeous album but um, I also think it has a lot to say uh, about things that are going on uh, speaking of the <laughs> eternal and the temporal um, another story of of the way that people be can become quite divided in their lives good so, anyway so we'll finish up with a little cat eggleston yeah yeah in anticipation of getting the hang with her Scales and with a man's true nature so clearly defined, my judgment might be wrong only half the time. What a fool I'd be! Setting foot in Belfast, what a pretty town! The safest streets in Europe when the ceasefire is on. But if your luck is running out, you'd better watch your tongue. No telling who will lose his head if any word lands wrong. Our friend here tells us a few unspoken rules. Don't speak to the neighbor boy who goes to Catholic schools. We might have got the picture if he'd painted black and white. And we might have understood him if he'd taken just one side. And what fools we'd be to take up such heavy crosses, a plague on both your houses. Today you saw your enemy, but you don't know where or when It might have been 
any one or any hundred men And it might have been a woman But the ending is the same To hide their face and take your life And never ask your name A battlefield of mourners Stand around the graves Some are dead and buried But none will be saved For when the cops arrived They were torn limb from limb What God can save us from what we have become And what fools we are When everybody loses A plague on both our houses Takes your anger to the sea We go down to wash our hands clean Before returning home Nothing much the wiser To battles of our own 